0: All right. <laughs> I've spent the last 12 years trying to find the ultimate model to run a chiropractic business and I think I discovered it the clinic gym hybrid model where you integrate fitness with the great care that chiropractic offices offer now I perfected that model and I sold that business last year now I've gone full time into discovering how to help others build the same model in their practice and I have the goal of 100 hybrid clinics starting up in the next year so follow along as we interview the greatest guests thought leaders in our space here and discover the ways to perfect this model so that you can run an amazing business that also contributes to your time off, increased pay, and increased fulfillment by doing the care that you truly believe in. I'm Dr. Josh Satterley, and this is Clinic Gym Radio. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Clinic Gym Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Josh Satterley, and I'm here with uh, the amazing—are you French, by the way, Aaron? The amazing Frenchman, Aaron LeBauer. How Um, are you, Aaron?
1: I'm good, Josh. Thanks for having me on the show. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, no, not French. Oh. Uh, Bauer is German for farmer. And okay. the low part, I think, just got added on in uh, in New York City when someone came to the United States.
0: Kind of uh, dress it up a little bit. Right. Mustard. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, you went from farmer to like uh, organic first class Whole Foods farmer.
1: You got it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs>
0: and Whole Foods gets my paycheck. So, you know. That's right. <laughs> awesome. Well, I'm super excited to have you today, Aaron. Uh, for those who don't know uh, Aaron, he is uh, he's a-, a PT by trade, but really more you kind of help people get into the cash-based healthcare system, right? Instead of like chasing insurance and and or your tail, yeah. uh, getting the crap kicked out of you and low reimbursements.
1: You got it. It's how do we get a, a cash-based practice started? How do we grow it, thrive, help it thrive and scale it so that it's um, a better option for, for everyone all around?
0: Yeah. Now you kind of have an interesting story. I mean, I've kind of stalked you uh, online a little bit, but you, before you graduated, you saw like 40 people in a day or something. Yeah. So my
1: first clinical rotation, I saw 43 patients one day and I was, I was there from, I think I had to be there at like seven 30 in the morning and at like nine 30, nine 45 that night I was writing notes. I still had a stack of notes to go through. I was like, I can't do this. Like this is, this can't happen. You know, when I get out, like I'm not doing
0: this. So it was kind of crazy. That's insane. So you're a PT. So this is like, uh, where'd you go to PT school? By the way,
1: I went to Elon University. Um, we got a, a physical therapy degree. It's a doctor of physical therapy degree, oh. and it took three years. Um, and I've done I've done some other training prior to that. I had a career yeah. as a massage therapist for six years before.
0: Very cool. And so uh, you got you had that experience, and you thought this is well. Luckily, at least you realized early not to do, not to fall into that trap, right? Some people don't realize till 15 years in that they are in a trap.
1: Right. You know, I had my own massage practice and I went to PT school knowing that I was going to, you know, gain more knowledge and be able to help my patients where I couldn't help them with the training I had as a massage therapist. Um, I, I mean, I was able to help them in ways that other people weren't, but I was hitting like this rev limiter of not knowing, being able to give like a diagnosis, prognosis, and, and the rehab exercises they need to get better. Sure. And I was like, well, I'll just, I'll do that. And I'll just, I'll go work as a PT in the hospital or a clinic or something somewhere. And it was that day when I realized, you know, after seeing 43 people, that I was going to have to somehow figure out how to do this on my own because I wasn't going to be able to do this working for someone else. Because the place I was, was decently low overhead. Um, you know, there were only a few people in there, but it was just people so packed in I couldn't do the work that I felt like the patients needed.
0: Wow and like so what (laughs) that's great that you had that idea but like how did you actually get to the point where you because there's a little bit of a uh, um, how would I say this uh, nicely your confidence must take a a jump right like you have to step off that scary cliff and go hey I'm going to actually do this thing right out Mm -hmm. of school.
1: Yeah it was tough it was hard I didn't know it was going to work um everyone told me it was a crazy idea. It wasn't gonna work. It was a bad idea. It is even unethical to not take insurance. Wow. Uh, you know, people have really poor um like understanding of their own value as physical yeah. therapists. Um, you know, I had a few people around me, but my wife and my dad supported me, but they didn't think it was gonna work. Um, you know, but the way I looked at it was people were paying me eighty-five dollars an hour as a massage therapist to help them when they had been to PT, chiropractic, uh, massage therapy, acupuncture. So we had the personal trainer work cetera, on them a little bit. Training, et cetera. And I was yeah. the, at that point, you know, the people that found me, I was the only person that was able to touch them where they hurt. Most people hadn't addressed the soft tissue. Um, and most people didn't spend time with them to ask them questions about what was import- what was most important or even just listen to them. And um, so I knew, like, if people are paying me $85 an hour, like, why wouldn't they just pay me another $10 an hour now that I'm Dr. Labauer and I'm a physical therapist? Mm-hmm. Like why wouldn't they? And then they did. And if I was coaching myself, I would have said, um, Aaron, $95 an hour is way too low to start for a rate for a cash practice. It's going to take a while was... to pay off that student loan with that extra right.
0: 10 bucks, right?
1: Right. <laughs> well, what I ended up finding, I was like, I ended up raising my rates over time in, in small enough, smaller increments that I would advise someone to do today. And, I didn't get, it's like I got to this point where I was trying to scale my practice, but my rates were so low that I couldn't turn a profit. And right. physical therapy or chiropractic, it's m- worth more than just the dollar amount or the time we spend with people. It's about what's the result that they really want. Like, what's the thing that they want? Most people aren't even asking them the questions or spending time with them.
0: Well, that's kind of, uh, we talked a little bit before this recording, but that's like your secret sauce, right? Is like your ability yeah. to ask the right question. I mean, yeah, I'm going to guess Asking that, the right
1: questions, is. spending time. I mean, I mean, when's the last time you've been to see your primary care physician and they spent more than 25, 30 minutes with you? Yeah. You know? 25? 25. <laughs> I know About you get 15, taken five? <laughs> in. Like, here's my experience. It's like, okay. So I've got a special physician here who knows me. He's been in my clinic. Like I go see him, but, you know, it's not the typical thing. Even, even then it was the, the nursing assistant came out and never introduced herself to me by name. You walk up to the front desk and they ask for your insurance and date of birth. They never ask for your na- your name is third if they ask for
0: it. Yeah.
1: Um. It's it's a so it's such an impersonal system.
0: Do they have that little window that they only slide open like a quarter of the way, yeah. just you in know, case you're thinking of jumping through it or something? I'm right. not sure they're they
1: they're afraid that. you're going to steal a Mars candy bar from behind the. Desk.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Like, ooh, can I take some more of this uh paperwork where I fill out my address 18 times? <laughs> right. Exactly. Like, yeah.
1: You know, and so there's that, and then it's okay. If I just sit with you and let you ask me any question you want that's viable. Now, if I ask you back the right questions, now I can build a tremendous amount of value for what I'm able to do and help them accomplish. And that's, that's it. It's, it's, yes, there's some hands-on techniques that I use that I think are really great. There's some, you know, the way I treat patients and do things is I think is is pretty good, but it's giving people that opportunity to ask me questions, be heard. And for me to ask them the right questions, is is that's the that's the big secret to you know to asking asking for high prices for selling anything
0: well that's a gr- secret i'm sure to having a great marriage too right like right. just find out what that other person wants provide that and then along the way they probably fill you up pretty well with uh with love and and value too you know
1: exactly uh, exactly so uh
0: one thing that i really love about what i've seen from you aaron is like uh, there is a how would I say this? There is a common methodology or thought process that we need to be overwhelmed by like all the back end stuff, all the notes and, and you know, time to fill out pre-offs. And I mean, that's one of the downsides of insurance is not just, Hey, I'm going to get low repayments. Right. I have to beg and plead on the front side to even see if I can enter into a possible relationship where you're going to screw me on the backside. Right. Like, mm-hmm. so, I mean, what would it be like asking, uh, asking uh, uh, somebody like hey can i apply for you to break my heart and they're like yeah well we'll see how you do but yeah sure right. it's yeah. it's ridiculous but you kind of stripped it down and i remember looking at one of your products which was like using google i don't remember google yeah, sheets or
1: it's google docs is your emr yeah. now it's g suite you know mm-hmm. as an
0: emr it's a inexpensive emr right yeah. and and but it, it was the first time i kind of like looked at it and go it wasn't just the fact you're like hey use google it's like like, it's that question of like, how much of this crap do you really need? Right. Like truly to, to treat somebody and have decent notes that are defendable. What do you truly need? And it's like, uh, huh, I don't know. And it's like, do you need to spend 300 500 a month on an EMR? Right. Or, or like you know, a... The spend- only
1: reason I'm spending that much on an EMR is if it washes my car, <laughs> gives me a bath, scrubs my back. But really, it's if, if, if I'm spending 300 bucks on an EMR... It's because they're doing some work for me that I can't do, like scrubbing, filing my notes, and submitting, filing claims. Yeah. Like in my practice, like I don't need that. Like the, right. that adds no value to my life.
0: Yeah. Well, that's a pretty uh, zen-like thought, my man. Like, <laughs> like, what do you need? It's like, how do you win a fight? It's like the the right. the Don, uh, you know, the the ninth Don, master of uh, Shaolin Temple is like, don't get in fights. That's how you always win. Right. Like, Whoa. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, so how'd you discover that along the way? Cause I'm sure everybody around you that was starting their own practice, like, you know, throwing down 500 a month on a EMR and all sorts of other crap. And you just kind of went like super lean.
1: Yeah. Um, I, I was doing paper notes for a long time and a lot longer than most. And people are like, Aaron, when do you have EMR? I'm like, there's no EMR system that fits my needs. You know, there was, there's nothing that integrates with Google Calendar. And this is, it's been a few years Google Calendar. There's uh-huh. nothing that doesn't cost me an arm and a leg. I can't get, um, you know, online intake, where I can't find anything that's purely paperless and like I, where I don't even have to scan anything. And I was interviewing uh, a friend of mine, Erson Religioso. Yeah, uh, I know, Erson, yeah. Yeah, so I interviewed him for one of my early webinars. and He was talking to me about how, you know, he's using, you know, GC, you know, Google Docs to do his stuff. And I was like, oh, I was like, tell me about that. And then I did that and I was like, oh, and we talked about it on the web, on the, on the thing. And that's how we came up with this, you know, product that we, we put together. Um, Are you using Google,
0: to, Google Forms as an, like an online fillable? So,
1: intake? person's using Google Forms as an online fillable. What I did was at that time, I was like, all right, I can do this. But I, I still, I, it was six months later when this other product I found called Intake Q, where they do online intake forms and it's HIPAA compliant. So, mm-hmm. I put that together with this that saved at the time I didn't have an assistant, so it saved me hours a month to use that. That was worth the thirty-nine dollars I paid. And I put those two things together and created my EMR system. So it cost me forty something dollars a month. The ten dollars for the business Sweet. Google G Suite, because that's the one the HIPAA compliant and the an intake queue and I married them together. Now Urson oh. came out and, and figured out how to use Google Fillable Forms to do all that stuff and and all that's in there, I still just use this other thing because, you know, it works and there's no reason to, to unwork it. And now,
0: for those people who are like, dude, what you just said there <laughs> is worth every penny. This is amazing. I got to find this out. Before we go any further, can you throw out your website or how people can get a hold of you?
1: Yeah. So, the G Suite um, website, product website, this training is inexpensiveemr.com. Um, you can also find it on my website, which is the erinlabower.com website.
0: So inexpensiveemr.com. Yeah, you got it. All right, and then Aaron LeBauer, which I'll throw yeah. in the show notes because lots of vowels, only a few consonants in the the uh, name Aaron Labauer. But that's right. Yeah, we'll make it work. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, man, this is awesome. So, going back to this question thing, um, uh, you know, like I don't know if anybody that's listening has read the book, like motivational interviewing, or um, that the one the version for healthcare. And there is and I know from our sales training we do with um, our folks for their gym offering the first step is is well I guess the first step is shut up <laughs> the second right. step is ask the person about their goals like why do they even consider a gym or why do they even do that but you've kind of done that with physical therapy but it certainly can apply you, you must have chiropractors as clients too right
1: yeah I've got a few cars that are in my programs um, a good friend of mine here in Greensboro you know subletted the space uh, yeah. one of my spaces next door um, when we first opened, and he's you know he practices very similar to you, I think cool and um, and, and yeah, it's uh you know, what was
0: <laughs> that's all right uh, we were I was asking you about asking oh, questions, questions and then like right, questions yes. digging into those goals right. that they give you, not the ones right. that we want to place on them right so
1: yeah, so here's how i here's how I came to this, so I was asking and listening. And I had these great questions, but then, you know, for the last five years, I've been coaching people and, um, and coaching other therapists and chiropractors, acupuncturists, you know, a couple yeah. of people just get, and I was, I'm sitting here going, all right, I need to raise my rates because I'm looking at the profit margins going, it's really not, it needs to be a bigger profit margin for this to be called a business. You know, it was just me self-employed. This was fine. Really, the value is there. Like it's worth so much more. I need to have a bigger, Okay. All right, I gotta go up and raise. I was like, well, wait a minute. I'm selling, you know, um, coaching programs using these strategies. Why can't I use that with physical therapy? So I just kind of flipped things a little bit. Hmm. So it's about the quiet. I added some questions, but it's also instead of selling, you know, you know, one hour is 150 bucks, it's you know, you've just told I've had this conversation with you, and now I can tell you um, the benefits what your goals and visions and dreams are, the things you're afraid of happening or want to avoid and create an offer for you. that's, you know, it's like, you know, look, Miss Jones, it's going to be just 1998 and I'm going to get you, you know, a customized home self-treatment program. We'll start your, your treatment today. You'll get a, uh, a personalized plan of care. You know, we're going to put you on our back to the box program, which is going to allow you to return to, you know, working out at CrossFit five days a week without worrying that, you know, you're going to hurt your back and you're going to not gonna be able to play with your babies at home. How does that sound? And it's just like, it's, it's, it's rearranging the value, the order and the value. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and I'm, and I was like, well, why can't we do, and it is, it's selling physical therapy, but I'm not selling physical therapy. Physical therapy is just the way I deliver the results or the transformation right. people want.
0: It's like and, Chipotle, right? Like I walk yeah. up and I'm like, well, I want something with like beans and chicken and, and some peppers and, and, you know, my yeah. my wife went through the same line. And she ends up with a salad that has chicken on, it and I end up with a burrito. And it's like, right? It was all the same stuff. That the way they, but I I didn't want a salad that day, even though yeah. it was exactly the same ingredients. You know? Right, right. You wanted a burrito, and yeah. it's, so I got to know
1: like, what do you really want? Like, no one wants, you know, more flexion in their <laughs> spine or their shoulder. No one wants... I want to you know, increase the, my cervical
0: rotation by six and a half degrees to the right. Right.
1: No one <laughs> wants the physical therapy, which is we've had people come kind of like, well, I was told to get the physical therapy. And we're like, <laughs> we're just like like on the wrong planet. You know, It's they don't want the chiropractic. You know, they don't... It's like people... Oh, and people know better what you Those do. Those people find you on the Facebooks, right? Right, on the Facebook. <laughs> so with chiropractic, I mean, I'll say like with chiropractic, it's more of a public awareness. And you guys have, as a profession have done a better job of people know... More of what to expect to come see you, you know. I'm gonna get. They're gonna crack my back. Like,
0: yeah.
1: People think I do post-surgical rehab or hot packs, leg lifts, and ultrasound, and that's it. And it's, I do. No, so you ride more.
0: exercise bikes too for warm-up. I mean, ride, I want to show so sure.
1: You can just come and ride an exercise
0: bike. <laughs> like, we don't.
1: Have, I mean, you know what, man? You wouldn't catch me. Like, I can't even ride a bike in front of a TV when I'm training for a, mm. you know, a, a bike race, where they just race bikes. Like, I can't do that. Can't do that to people. It's. Um, but it allows us to get beyond that. Like everyone's sure. expectations, find out what do they want? What do they expect? Mm-hmm. What would make them happy? What does success look like for them?
0: Yeah.
1: You know, it's like, what if I know what success looks like for you, I can tell you if I can get you that or not. I might deliver <laughs> it by doing the physical therapy.
0: <laughs> so along that, like when you're coaching people, I mean, I don't want you to share the, the whole deal, but uh, what's the biggest mistake people make? Is it, Jumping to conclusions. Yeah, there are two
1: mistakes. One, it's like assuming that they know what's wrong, or assuming okay. that they know what people want yep. because they haven't asked the right questions. And two, it's um, it's being too logical, right? Interesting. Being too logical with the objections of money or time or et cetera. It's like it's like those aren't the objections. It's just we haven't found out what the objection is. It's really easy to say. I need to think about it. I don't have time. It's too expensive. And so thinking that, oh well, oh you know, look, Miss Jones, it's too expensive. It's um, well, you know what? Your actual your copay is 150 bucks a visit, and you've got a five thousand dollar deductible. And I know if you go anywhere else, you're going to spend more money.
0: And uh, is- by the way, you only have seven hundred dollars of care after that. Right. <laughs> you know, <laughs>
1: is that co- is that coverage? Right. You yeah. know, and it's like that it's so those are the things like assuming you know what the people want and and also being too logical and trying to meet the objections it's 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 an emotional decision, and we have to like really like dig a little bit to find out what people yeah. what people okay
0: want. do you have a uh don't you have like a training or something on this
1: yeah so i have a um i've got a book like a a free book e- ebook um that's the uh it's the five questions the successful PT clinic owners, you could say successful cash practice owners, successful anyone. Um, but it's how do you, what are the questions you need to ask to get people to pay cash for therapy? It's like to feel comfortable going beyond just what my insurance is going to pay for. Right. And it, these are the questions on how you build value for people so that they're comfortable paying you thousands by, of dollars. By
0: outside. the way, for those people listening, like a lot of times I hear people, oh, my patients aren't compliant or something. That. If you're taking insurance, it's usually not a compliance issue. It's usually either your care is not that good, which most people that I talk to, they're, they've dedicated themselves to being great providers. So that's usually not the case, although I'm sure that in one or two cases that is. Or you haven't built enough value for that person to see why they're coming to you. So even if you're like, well, I don't, I'm not yet cash or I, I get repaid really well. Like I have a guy in um, Virginia, one of my clients, and he gets like 141 bucks a visit on average. I'm like, wow. I might take insurance too in that case, you know, but, uh, but anyways, if they're not compliant or they're missing or you're getting a ton of no shows and stuff, it's usually a value issue. Mm-hmm. So these five questions you think Aaron can oh. help kind of help them get to the bottom of that as well. Yeah.
1: These five questions will fix like people not showing up, not valuing their $25, 50 copay. Even my copay this year for specialists is 150 bucks. It'll, it'll fix having the feeling that you have to waive copays yeah, you know, I have a client who is a PT partner with a chiropractor, and when patients come in for one of them, they they work together to treat patients. Right, but really it's two copays. People object to the second copay, and so they're just waiving the second copay because you can't do one copay for chiropractic and one and, and PT at the same time. And it's and it's like it's like one, you're not supposed to waive copays, and two, it's like that's another fifty bucks. I mean, that could be hundred thousand dollars a year that you're just giving away because yeah, you I wouldn't
0: ask, walk into Costco and go, I, I know this TV is 800 bucks, but I kind of object to that. So give it to me for 350. You'd be like, right. what are you talking about? This? There's just a price. like Right. It's like a yeah. two for
1: one. They're getting a two for one special and nothing's on sale.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, so of these five questions, so where can they find the five questions? Number one.
1: Um, yeah. And so I want to go into,
0: can you take us into one?
1: Yeah. I'll take you into my favorite one. Um, Cashptmarketing.com forward slash five dash five questions i'll Cash, send you the link cashptmarketing.com okay forward slash five dash questions
0: yeah send that to me and i'll try and throw it in the show notes buddy
1: yeah yeah but but the best one it's um and i like i didn't come up with this but this is this is the dan kennedy question right so Not dan the kennedy. No, 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 no no sorry sorry
0: um, Sullivan. Uh, Dan Sullivan.
1: Dan Sullivan. Question. You got. Dan Kennedy has some amazing questions itself. Dan Sullivan. <laughs> but question. you
0: stole this one from a different. guy. <laughs> I
1: Stole this one from a different guy, and um, but it's great. But here's what it does: is it takes the patient into the future. Okay. From a future point at which they're feeling better, it has them look back over time at what has happened. So we're time traveling them forward, time traveling them backwards. And then we're asking Mm -hmm. them basically, what does success look like for you? So it's Mrs. Jones. Let's say we're having this question a year from now. Okay. Looking back over that year, what has to happen in your life for you to feel happy with your results, or satisfied with your progress, or you know, like working together with us has been the best decision you've ever made? And then what you're going to get is like it opens up the book to them to tell you what they're expecting success to look like and you you follow it up with okay so, yeah so I, I would be skiing five days a week or you know working out five days a week okay well why is that so that's not good enough though it's why is that so important why is that so important to you what does that mean to you it's like the follow-up questions really dig and i tell that my therapist and therapist i train it's like if you can get them to you know like ask for a tissue or almost feel like they're they're <laughs> getting that emotional you know like surge it's like now we've got the right question. We've got the right answer. It's like that thing that means so much to you that it's going to almost make you cry or, you know, get the emotion. Like that's the thing. Okay, look. All right, there it is. You need to work out five days a week so you can go home at the end of the day and feel calm and collected and not frustrated and so you don't yell at your kids. I can help you do
0: that. So for those people listening going, oh yeah, I've heard this Dan Sullivan, blah, 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 or like a million people tell me to ask questions. Can you take us back to a time like, so let's go time travel in reverse to when you started asking this question and were blown away by what you heard from that person in front of you?
1: Yeah, that's a great question.
0: So I'll go first. I'll let you kind of stew on it. Cause I, yeah, I yeah, yeah. I've, I've asked people this, like basically what is, and so I had this guy in my office and, uh, this is like the classic, how do I say this? High school football player. That's now 60 to 62 years old uh, and brags a little bit about how, you know, he was a badass. Uh, But now he's got probably works. He's a supervisor in construction. He's got 60 pounds on him that he doesn't need. Uh, You know, knees are sore, back is sore, a few injuries. And this guy that I can specifically remember, his wife basically forced him to come in. He wouldn't have come in on his own, right? So she forced him to come in.
1: Hardest hardest people to con- convince yeah. to stay. They
0: are the, well, they're also, like, when you do convert them, they're, like, your number one fan. But up to that point, it's like they, they have so much momentum. Like, you know, you got to get the rock all the way up the hill, and then it'll tip over the other side. Right. So anyway, so he's like, yeah, my back hurts. Okay, tell me about it. It just hurts. I just don't want it to hurt. My wife, you know, sick of me complaining, blah, blah, blah. And I said, all right, well, you know. so uh, So I asked him this question, like, what basically what is success like if we're looking at this two years from now what do you want to be doing that makes you think you can actually do this and he's looking at me and he kind of like gets this weird look on his face I'm like I don't care what your answer is like just anything I'll help you get there and he's like I mean if I could run a 5k in two years I'd yeah that I've always wanted to run and I was like you know in my mind I'm thinking I don't think anybody's more than four months away from a 5K, for God's sakes. Like two years to run a fucking 5K? Excuse my language, but and yeah. uh, and I'm like, all right. And I, you know, try not to laugh. And I was like, I think we can do that. And you know, I mean, let's say he came in for five weeks. At the end of the five weeks, things were so different because he just had no care up to that point. Right. So things were so different. End up convincing him to sign up for a 5k. That would have been. It was just under the six-month mark of our first appointment, you know, wow. and wow. Uh, and he ran, walked it. He didn't run the whole thing, you know. Does a second one two months later runs the whole thing? Comes in the office to show off his medal, mm-hmm. and I mean, you've done some races. I'm gonna guess you look like yeah. a pretty fit guy, you know, like the the medal they give, like the they buy in bulk kind of thing, like <laughs> the, the thin and with the cheesy ribbon. He comes in my office to show me just no appointment, just wants to show it. It's like, wow. But to him, that was a thing. But looking at this guy, I never would have guessed he ever wanted to run. Right. Ever, you know? And it was like, what? And plus, his expectations are so low. I was like, oh, my God, we're going to hit a home run with this guy. Yeah. So, smash cut, 14 months after our first appointment, he ran the Las Vegas Rock and Roll Marathon. Ran the – he didn't run the whole thing, but ran, walked it, you know, like Mm – but did a full marathon – and here he was thinking, Oh, a 5k is all, if I could do that in two years, I'd be happy.
1: Yeah.
0: And, uh, and that guy sent in, no kidding, probably eight or 10 people over the next year. Cause like, Oh yeah, he'll, he'll, you he can do anything. And I'm thinking, dude, yeah. you kind of set the bar low here.
1: <laughs> I know that's amazing. Yeah, that's amazing. You know, I don't have anything that'll, that'll bring to that, but I want here's what I'll add is sometimes people are so surprised that I'll ask question, this question and, and other questions they don't know how to answer. Mm-hmm. They get to the point where it's like, and I've realized it's it's my job to help them to the answer, um, not to give it to them, but to help them to it. Because they're like, well, what do you mean? <laughs> I'm like, you know, like, look, this is more than just physical therapy. Like, it, I can help you with more than just helping you get rid of the pain. Like, feels like, oh, it just hurts. But it's okay. Well, what is the pain? Because some people are just fixated on the fact that they're in pain. It's like, well, what is the pain keeping you from doing? What is the pain? Oh, well, I can do everything. Okay. Well, what, and then it's, what are you afraid of missing out on? If you don't do anything about it today, and it's like there's sometimes there's when is these questions that we have to ask the right question for people to get, oh, I get what you mean. So we had a patient who I asked this question to, and she was, um, she didn't get it at first. And I asked her and I was like, I was like, look, look. So I was like, look, I just need, I'm just trying to figure out like, it's bigger than the fact that your leg hurts because you broke it in four places. And it's been two years since the car accident. She was told not to go. I mean, she had been a patient of ours at some point, like five or six years prior, not you know, only stick to traditional thing because of the the case and the motor MVA thing. And you shouldn't do anything that seemed like off the book. Well, she wasn't getting any better. She couldn't do anything around her house you know this Accident was terrible, like she had a brain injury, not only fracture, multiple fractures in her leg, brain injury, her, the passenger had a brain injury, it messed with her relationship. I mean, all this stuff wasn't happening. Wow. So I figured out what is it, what is it that she wanted. She wanted to be able to finish the home project that her and her husband were working on that got stalled out two and a half years ago because of this accident. Wow. Well, within six weeks, I mean I mean she was in so much pain she couldn't sit or stand or walk for more than twenty three minutes. Within like four to six weeks, I mean I think it was in a few weeks she was back working, but in four to six weeks she had actually made progress and was like, I think I'm gonna be able to finish this on my own. Wow. You know, I was not I'm not a miracle worker, but it's giving someone permission to go back and do this thing that their body her body was probably physically capable of doing some of this all along. But it's identifying what it is that's gonna create that satisfaction that she was in by the time she was finished her care with us, like i didn 't finish her care, um, one of my other therapists did, but this had been co- this project was complete, you know, and it was a ma- it was a pretty major self home renovation i don 't know the extent of it it was enough that she couldn 't do it by herself. Her father wasn't there to help her, her spouse was no there longer there to help her, and we were able to help her do that, and that 's what created meaning i mean just you know getting more range of motion in her ankle and being able to run like was not her. Was nowhere close to her goal or the thing that right.
0: Yeah, that must be incredibly fulfilling for her to complete it. You know. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And, so, and now that and you've jogged my memories, now I have to think about it's like that's incredibly fulfilling for me to help someone achieve that level sure. of of change in their life.
0: Real quick, uh, before we get back to our interview, I want to make sure that you know our website, clinicgymhybrid.com, and you know that we offer a a series of high-impact lessons, 42 lessons, in fact, in our Accelerator Light program. And the goal of that is to get you up and running and get that first few thousand dollars of recurring revenue from memberships in your gym, all right? So if that's something you're you're interested in, go ahead and head over to clinicgymhybrid.com. Again, that's clinicgymhybrid.com. And we will get you set up there with our accelerator program. All right. And now let's get back to our interview. Thanks. That's awesome. So once again, where can people find these questions so they, they can kind of start digging into some of this deeper stuff?
1: Yeah, you can, you can always go to my website, AaronLeBauer.com, and we'll have it on there. Um, directly, you can go to CashPTMarketing.com forward slash five dash questions. Okay. Know, and I'll give you, I'll send you the like so you can put it in the show notes too. Yeah.
0: It'd be great. Yeah. It's, it's, it's funny because um, when you do provide that value or create that value in the situation, I think there's a lot of people who are hesitant or scared of there's fear around asking for cash price, mm-hmm. but for some reason saying, Hey, it's 55, but you can use your insurance is a lot different than saying it's, it's 50, but you got to pay cash, you know? So a lot of people kind of hide and, and I'm not trying to beat anybody up about it, but um, you know, can you, maybe you can talk about for those people who are thinking they need to move to a cash model, uh, what's, what's a common or what's a success story you've had to kind of, you know, like a client you've had that was scared to move off that system and, and then went to the cash model and now is thriving? Oh, it's yeah. early, sure on
1: helped, couple, I, early on. I helped, I helped a couple do this. Yeah. And I remember it was like, well, how do we do it? And I was like, well, do you know what it costs for you to run your clinic per hour per visit? And they came up with their number. I'm like, okay, what's your average reimbursement? And it was lower than that. Well, like <laughs> I don't need any more motivation to do it, you know? Yeah. Um, and it was a combination of PT and nutrition, and and it's okay. So it's what people are most scared of happening. I worked with a woman more recently who, you know, her cash rate is seventy five dollars. I think her. I think maybe her average reimbursements around that, but she's got some. I don't know which healthcare plan. I'll, I'll throw all of them under the bus. I just don't know which one to throw under the bus. Someone's paying her thirty-eight bucks no matter what. Yeah,
0: there's somebody serving a poop sandwich. Uh, right. which one it is? I can't remember. Right,
1: which one do you want to step on? Right, um, the one that's got like the the nice um, organic recycled paper bag around it, or the one with the plastic, you know, cheap Ziploc bag that yeah. doesn't even work. Neither one, um, but it's like, but the problem here is um, is that it's, it's like you're bending over backwards for selling these people that aren't, aren't reimbursing you enough to stay in business. The cash price is only 75. It's like, well, there's something's got to change. And everyone's afraid of upsetting their customers. Like no one wants to upset people. I think the, the problem is, is that I know what you pay and I'm treating you. Okay. And that puts me in a weird place because I'm not the one and you're not the one making this agreement. It's Jennifer in Iowa who's just, (laughs) you know, whether you get paid or not. And so if we remove that out of the equation, then that's the big conflict of interest. And then we can have it figure out like, what does it cost me? So as soon as the people I've worked with get rid of the lowest paying contracts, it frees up their time to say, look, I don't have to go chasing, $35 $35 for six months or look, the co you know, they're going to pay me 64 or the co-pays 50. <laughs> so I got to go through all this work to collect an extra 14 bucks. And most people are like, I'm not going to, I can't, I don't have enough time to do that. But yeah. that's hundreds of thousands of dollars off the table. And then if we look at the cash price, you get a little, yes, it's a little bit more, but if we're spending more time and those people are more valued at $75, it's depending on how long you do, but if, let's if it's an An hour, even a half hour, $75 is is not enough. In an hour, it's way too low to, um, but no one wants to upset people. But once you get beyond the the fear that people are going to get upset because you're charging them a fair price, it's like, all we got to do, all we really got to do is go to dentists. You know, anytime you go get a a filling and an x-ray, you're out 300 bucks and they don't say, I'm sorry at all. No one says anything.
0: Right yeah I the um, I don't know if you know there's a great amazing strength coach named Anthony Renna and mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> he's got this great podcast, the strength uh, strength coach podcast on there but I interviewed him and, and he said something that's always stuck to me and I brought it up multiple times on the show, but he said, you know when you're working with clients, he works in an all cash business, right personal training, but he's like, if you charge them too little, like if you sign them up early on in your career but you're you're charging them too little, He said, you don't realize it, but you begin to resent them. Like the fact that they're filling up your 6 a.m. slot or they're coming in Mm -hmm. and making you come in at 5 a.m. And he's like, you got to be careful because if you don't feel like you're getting the full value of that hour, you're going to resent the client, the very person you should serve. And he said, conversely, the second that you tell, I know, Aaron, I I know it used to be a hundred bucks, but now it's 120 an hour. And the second that you agree to that rate, like the customer agrees to that rate, everybody that Anthony says, everybody I've ever met steps up to the plate. They're like, Oh crap. You said yes. Oh, well, instead of a $120 an hour trainer, I'm going to act like a $180 an hour trainer. Mm-hmm. You know, they're going to earn way more than that money. But right. you know, there's a point where like somebody comes in for like, Oh, this is, Oh God dang it. The Mrs. Jones is, is a stupid Cigna client. Like, Oh man, I'm always chasing stupid Cigna. Now you take it out on, on Mrs. Jones about the relationship right. with Cigna and, and then it's a spiral because she feels that she, you know she can't put her finger on it, but it's just not comfortable. And then you're not getting referrals, and your place is starting to become stagnant. And then you're chasing the money; you're becoming desperate for the money. And um, right.
1: I, I don't know. One hundred percent. That's one of the big reasons I couldn't do it because I knew I'm treating the patients, and I know what they're paying. Yeah. And if and if I'm if I'm having trouble with collecting seventy five dollars, I'm not going to treat Mrs. Jones like one hundred and fifty. I'm going to treat her right. like seventy five minus all the frustration and time it's taking you. So she might get yeah. a $20 service.
0: Or you just get exasperated on Friday and you're just like, forget it. I'll do her notes next week. And then right. you never submit because it's such a pain in the butt. And, and then you're out hundreds of thousands of dollars, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's, um, that's, the, that's the big problem is that someone else's decision making gets in our way of doing what's right for patients. Right. And we end up yeah. We end up like the, our judgment gets clouded, our notes get clouded. It's like our clinical decision making. It's like if 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 I don't get much from her, it's like well, I'll schedule it at a different time. It's not convenient. Maybe I don't need to see her that often. But if I know someone's coming in, their insurance pays one hundred forty one dollars an hour. They they're sure getting a lot of treatment, maybe twice a week. Yeah. You know, like why should they be different? Like why should my decision making be influenced by by something else? And that's yeah. why.
0: I remember reading a book. I can't remember if it's how doctors think, or I think it's how, how doctors think, and it said that for primary care, your diagnosis in cardiology, if I remember this right, has more they they can predict it by where the doctor went to school. Yeah. So, like, if you went to Mayo Clinic, it's it's you know, oh, it's a cardiac, uh, you know, it's a it's cardiac system. And then if you went to Cleveland, it's a neuro issue affecting the the heart. And if you went to MD Anderson, it's a tumor on the heart until proven otherwise. I bet like, you know, you go to a a busy insurance-based clinic. If if you went to an insurance clinic, certainly one that's like single, you know, solo operator, owner-operator kind of deal like you were early on. Mm -hmm. Looking at the care plans, I bet you could be fairly accurate with this is United, Cigna. Oh, this person's definitely cash. Like it just, you know and and it, it's that then we're not providing health care right saying. no
1: we're not and you know the study you mentioned is there's studies about that for frequency of mris frequency of spinal surgery frequency of hysterectomies that show wow. that the biggest predictor is not your signs and symptoms but your zip code that's, i mean and I, agree, scary, man. I yeah it is scary it is mm-hmm. scary and i think if we we ran the numbers from Medicare, we'd find, you know, for different things, I think we, you know, cause they have all the numbers, you know, yeah. find practice patterns, you know, like just like that, you know, all over, the, all over the board. I mean, I worked in clinics as a student where, you know, if you had this insurance, like you could tack on an extra half hour if you wanted to, cause the insurance would pay. Right. You know?
0: Yeah. And then <laughs> people start abusing that cause it's the only, it's the only freedom we get kind of deal, right. you
1: know?
0: Right. So basically what you're doing with Aaron LeBauer Consulting is saving the world from itself. That's it. Yeah. I'm just yeah. trying to save it, you know, a hundred million people at a time. Right. You're just uh, Luke Skywalker uh, and you're trying to find the, the center of the Death Star.
1: Right. You know, I'm tired of Not bashing now. my head against the wall by myself and I mm-hmm. need, to, need to do it with some other people and maybe we'll knock the wall down.
0: There you go. And, yeah. you know, share the soreness of your cranium uh, between multiple people.
1: Right. Right.
0: Awesome. Well, listen, Aaron, I really appreciate the time today. Uh, for those, so we've talked about a few places that people can find you, but the nexus of it is AaronLeBauer.com, right? AaronLeBauer.com,
1: you know, on Instagram at Aaron LeBauer, mm-hmm. uh, Facebook forward slash Aaron LeBauer. Um, I've got a free Facebook group. It's called the Cash PT Nation. We've got almost 4,500 people in it right now. Nice. Uh, and it's group.
0: okay for Kairos to be in there?
1: Oh, absolutely. If you're interested in the, in the cash model and you don't want to spam yeah. us with, you know, other stuff,
0: absolutely welcome. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Well, hey, man, this has been a slice of heaven. I appreciate it. It sounds like you are saving the world, brother, and we totally can get behind that. So, I hope some of my listeners kind of li- look you up. And uh, any last final words you want to share with anybody?
1: Um, yes. The only way you're going to make it happen is by taking action. Like, you got action. You got to take action <laughs> truth, on Ruth. your ideas. That is
0: the truth, Ruth. Man, it's... I'll tell you, like, uh, not to extend this any longer. (laughs) But when you're scared, by the way, action has a very strange way of beating back the dragons. When you're scared, like, there's been a few times in my life where I've been scared shitless in practice, like about a diagnosis or payroll or whatever, and get get down and get busy. And it's amazing how much confidence that'll bring you in just a couple hours of getting some stuff done
1: yeah absolutely yeah josh this has been uh oh, man thank you these have been great questions great conversation
0: i really appreciate you inviting me on your show absolutely man well thank you and on behalf of dr aaron LeBauer with LeBauer consulting this is dr josh Satterley saying go out there maximize your license and live the life you dream of thanks aaron hey thanks josh Hey, I hope that was a great interview and you enjoyed it, took lots of notes, and are able to take some of that information and apply it to your future clinic. If you're interested in getting started with the Clinic Gym Hybrid model, then head over to clinicgymhybrid.com where you can find resources including our accelerator program. That accelerator program lays out step-by-step the 42 pieces you need to start your own hybrid facility. Hope to see you there and feel free to ask me any questions via email.